This is because I want to. Hello, and welcome back to Because I Want To, where we talk about whatever it is we want to. I'm Sarah. I'm Lindsay. <laughs> and we made it back. <laughs> we tried to make it back last week, but we didn't quite get there. We got part the way there. We did. We record like we recorded, but my computer that I was recording on is reaching its point of death, I think. And it just <laughs> could not deal with it and like drop the audio in like literally a thousand places. So did you here we are again. Check your audio. Is it gonna do it again? <laughs> I I tested it like eight hundred times, just like I did last week. So here's hoping. Here's last hoping. week it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. I just got super, super fucking blasted and like ordered McDonald's at like 11 p.m. at night <laughs> and in general just kind of felt like trash. So that was a good time. I think I'm just of an age where I don't know how enjoyable getting drunk is anymore. Yeah, it seems like, I don't know, the way you feel the next day is a lot worse now. See, I feel fine the next day. Like, I don't get hungover. I never have. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. I guess I'm a social drinker, and that's really the only time I enjoy it. See, even if I don't feel, like, hungover the next day, I still feel, like, tired. Here comes my dog. Yes, I'm podcasting in a different location, everyone. So, you might get to hear my dogs for <laughs> a change of pace. <laughs> hear them clacking around. Well, should we update people since we didn't post last week? Yeah, so like we're alive. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was supposed to be a short break very quickly turned into a two month and some change break. Yeah. Yeah, there was just, I don't know, a lot going on. You just need a little breaky break. I don't know if we're back in like fighting form, but we are back. <laughs> We're easing slowly in. Last week was like the dress rehearsal that no one sees. Yeah, last week we talked about things we liked in 2021. So I guess y'all will never know those things. <laughs> You'll never know. I think it boiled down to me, for me, to Squid Game and Cobra Kai. And mine was like Ted Lasso. Yeah. And that was like it. There you go. You, you, there was other stuff. <laughs> you got the gist. Yeah. In short, watch Squid Game and Ted Lasso mm -hmm. if you haven't. Mm -hmm. It's a good time. I think everyone pretty a much very has. very different. <laughs> yeah. I feel like more people have probably seen Squid Game than seen Ted Lasso just because Squid Game's on Netflix and Ted Lasso's Apple TV, which I feel like not everybody has. So I don't have it, no. Yeah, I go like back and forth with it. Like I'll have it for a month and then I'll cancel it and then I'll bring it back. Just depends what I want to watch. And apparently I read there's only going to be one more season of Ted Lasso. Like it was supposed to be three seasons from the get go. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I had never heard about it before this year. Not once. Yeah, it like crept up. I think it won a bunch of Emmys and then everyone was like, what is it? Well, it's the best. The best, the best. What else did we talk about in 2021? I don't know. I read a lot of fan fiction, like uh, more than usual. Yeah. 
And we just talked about music a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're listening to a new album every day for what, the whole of 2022? Yeah. And I've, st- I've been doing it. That's a pretty big commitment. Yeah, it's really like nice. Like I lay in bed before I go to bed. That was a weird sentence. When I'm laying in bed at night, <laughs> I like pick one of what I'm going to do the next day. And then I listen to it in the car on the way home or way to work. And then I listen to the rest of it when I'm cooking dinner. And that's, yeah. I Um, listened to today's album three times in a row. What was today's? (laughs) The new Lumineers album. I just listened to that yesterday. It's only half an hour long. (laughs) It's really short. Uh It kept ending and I was like, did my Spotify just like skip? What's happening? If you listened to it three times, you must have really enjoyed it. I did. I liked the vibes. I liked it. It's very kind of different to me. Like, the vocals are very kind of like raw, almost like emo sounding. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So- like one of the songs sounded like very Beatlesy to me. And then another one kind of sounded very Killersy. Like, it's very interesting. It sounded a lot like their last album, which their last album I wasn't a huge fan of until I saw it live. And then I was like, oh. Is that the okay. one with Ophelia on it? No, it's the one that like tells a story. So like the whole album is like telling a story. Like with the music videos where it carries through. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that mm-hmm. one had Ophelia, but maybe I'm missing one. Wasn't Ophelia on... The one with Cleopatra. Yeah, is that not the one? I'm thinking that was like their second one. Maybe I'm confusing because I'm remembering. Yeah, a bunch of music videos where it's like there's an old woman driving a taxi, and then in another song uh-huh. it implies that she it's like her younger. And I thought that that was the same album with like Ophelia and Cleopatra, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. It is. Cleopatra is definitely their second album. But Ophelia, I'm having trouble placing. Yeah. I thought it was their second album, but I could be wrong. Yeah. The most recent one is called Bright Side, I believe. And we're both Lumineers fans. So, yeah, it's funny. I just listened to it yesterday. And I don't really listen to a lot of music anymore. Yeah. The Lumineers are interesting because, like, over time, I don't know how it happened. They have definitely outstripped Mumford & Sons for me. As far as, like, enjoyment. Yeah, Mumford & Sons, their sound changed up a lot. Yeah, I think their sound changed when Marcus Mumford, like, stopped writing, like, literally all of their songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, other band members write a lot of it now. So it definitely is, like, very different. Mm-hmm. Very, very different. Like, it's, like, night and day, their first two albums and, like, their recent stuff. I was reading a Reddit post the other day where someone was say- asking, like, What's a band that their first album was like amazing and then their sound complete and like now you're not into them? And a bunch of people were talking about how like they say it takes your whole life to write your first album and then you crank out a new album like every couple years after that. So it's very different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So you'll have to keep us updated on your album a day journey and what your recommendations are. So far, my big recommendations are SZA, 
Is that how you say her, it? Yeah, that's how you say it. I always uh, thought it was like, ja. <laughs> <laughs> SZA. Um, her 2017 album, I can't remember, Her? Is that what that album's called? It was really good. Um, Casey Musgraves, I don't remember what the album's called, but it's like the one that has like a blue cover. <laughs> that one's really good. Um, I listened to some like weird experimental jazz album with the London Symphony Orchestra that I fucking hated. I didn't yeah. realize what it was when I committed to it. I wouldn't think I you would stuck. enjoy experimental jazz. No. And then I listened to um, like a piano album from an Italian composer that was really good. Um, yeah, so just jumping around. How are you picking? Just randomly? Random. I listened to like a honk, uh, got one from a singer-songwriter from Hong Kong the other day. All right. Yeah. It'll be interesting Whatever to see. Whatever comes up on the Spotify. Yeah, like what your Spotify wrapped up 2022 is going to be like. It will be interesting. And we can, it's all in one playlist, so we can put it on the Instagram post. I've just been listening to this podcast obsessively called The Murdoch Murders. Mm. And it's happening like now. It's this like ongoing case. So I've been, that's all I listen to on, on my commute now. <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore because I don't really have much of a commute anymore. You could always give yourself a commute and just drive around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gas is too expensive for that. So, how was this past week? It was all right. It was long. It was really long. Um, I really can't complain, though, because I'm in, like, a week of assessment for my students. So, it's very easy for me. Um, So, yeah. It was just long. What about you? My week also felt long because I was covering a class and the class was fine. Like the students were great, but it's just, I have a lot of anxiety about being in the classroom. (laughs) Understandable. And the class is from eight to one every day. So I was like exhausted by the end of the day. That's too long. What kind of class is it? It's the, it's like a foundational class everyone takes before they go into their specific programs, but that's how all the classes are. They're all like five hours a day because the programs are so short. So every, they're all that long. Yeah. I don't have an attention span for that. I remember in college, (laughs) I took a couple two and a half hour classes because they were like one day a week and it was rough. I was like, my attention span is 45 minutes. That's what I got for you. After that, I'm out. Well, especially like if I was teaching a class like that regularly, like even when I was teaching, I didn't like lecturing. I would lecture for maybe 20 minutes and then we'd have to do an activity. But this was like mostly mm-hmm. me like lecturing like all week long. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I hate days where I spend, like, the whole class just talking. Yeah. I hate it. And, like, it doesn't happen too often, but every once in a while, like, if I have, like, just so much information I need to get through really fast, it's really the only way to do it. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's not fun. No one one really enjoys it. (laughs) No. So, yeah. The week was fine, but I'm glad it's over. 
Well, should we jump into our topic for this week? Yeah, we're talking about, and maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong, the Kamar Dabin incident. Daban? That's how I would pronounce it. I don't know. <laughs> K-H-A-M-A-R-D-A-B-A-N, right? Yeah. And to be fair, it's taking a Russian word and it's putting it in English. So who knows right. Right. what the right way to say it is. Who knows? Uh, but this was suggested to us by our friend Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. So I did like a pretty detailed rundown of what went down. So I'm just going to like run through that and then we can talk about what we think happened. I don't think this is going to be a super long episode, which maybe is for the best. All right. Tell me a story. All right. I will regale you with a tale. Paint me a picture. (laughs) So this occurred in 1993 in the Siberian region of Russia. Um, Kamar Dabin is a mountain range. So thus the Kamar Dabin incident. So overall what happened is seven people went hiking, six of them died and one came back and there is like huge theories as to what went down. Um, and it's very similar to the Dialatov pass incident, I suppose, except this one actually had somebody who survived. Mm -hmm. So there is a 41 year old master in parentheses hiker. And I'm going to attempt to say her name correctly. Ludmila Koravina, um, and she took six of her students hiking. Um, so there was 23-year-old Alexander Krissen, 24-year-old Tatiana Filipenko, 19-year-old Denis Shvakin, 17-year-old Valentina Utochenko, 16-year-old Victoria Salasova, and 15-year-old Termer Bapanov, Bapanov, I think it's Bapanov. What a young um, group. It is. I was like, ooh, 15. Yeah. Um, I don't think my parents would have let me go on no. like a week-long hiking trip at 15. Yeah, we also didn't grow up in the Soviet Union. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> we also didn't grow up in like Siberia. Right. Um. So they did go in summer, and apparently the area where they went was, like, super touristy. So it, like, no question, like, they should have been fine. Like, Mm -hmm. they should have been fine. So on August 2nd, they arrived in Marino, which is the town they were leaving from. And they had a good forecast. They were one of three groups that were going out that day. Um, One of the other groups was led by Ludmila's daughter, Natalia. And they had, like, tentatively planned that when they're, like, they would meet up on the trip because their paths were supposed to cross at one point. So they were like, okay, we'll meet up at this point. So off they go. And everything's fine. Um, Nothing goes wrong. And on August 4th, that's when they start coming down the mountain. Um, And they were hit with, like, a sudden rainstorm. They were moving slower. They had to stop and camp. Um, So it was just, like, an unexpected obstacle. Um, And on August 5th, which is when they were supposed to meet up with Natalia's group, uh, they never showed. So Natalia waited and she waited. And then she kind of just assumed the rainstorm slowed them down too much. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and she really wasn't worried about it. And she was like, okay, we're not going to meet. And she like went off on her way, which I think reasonable. Yeah. Conclusion. So <laughs> August 10th. So five days later, um, kayakers are going down the river at the base of the mountains and they see something on like the shoreline. There's like a girl staring at them. <laughs> And so, yeah, right? Like, I have a very distinct vision of what I thought that would look like. I mean, like, remember our episode we did about, like, cryptids? Like, if that happened to me, I'd be like, is this a, like, um, skinwalker, wendigo? Oh, my God. Like, that. have you seen the TikTok of the guys who are driving at night? And it looks like a girl, like, crouched down in the road yelling for help. And they're like, nope. And they just keep going. That's what it makes me think of. Yeah, like, what if this was one of those things that, like, lures you into another dimension in the woods? (laughs) Yeah. So, it was not a cryptid. (laughs) It was Valentina. (laughs) Um, And she was, like, hysterical and uh, hypothetically unconfirmed, covered in blood. I feel like she probably wasn't covered in blood, but... Yeah. That's what it said. Oh, I got all of this from medium.com, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kayakers take her to the police, um, and she's, like, hysterical and really can't get a story out. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's, like, not well. Um, so the info about the story doesn't come out till like, years later. So just keep that in mind. Um, so eventually, this is the story she tells. So she says they're hiking down the mountain and Sasha, who's in the back, this is a nickname of one of them. I forget which one, but he's in the back um, and starts screaming and they all turn around and he's bleeding from his eyes and ears, frothing at the mouth and falls down and starts convulsing. So Ludmila tells the group to like keep going and she stays behind to try and like help him. Uh, but very quickly, she also collapses, having the same symptoms. Um, like pr- It seemed like right away. Um, then Tatiana drops uh, and acts like she can't breathe and ends up like bashing her head on a rock, like on purpose. Um, yeah. That part uh, Victoria- creeped me out. Sorry, that part creeped me out so bad where it said she like crawl or one thing I read said she like crawled to a rock and just starts smashing her head against it. Can you imagine mm-hmm. watching that? Like, no, <laughs> no, I cannot. Like if you, we were hanging out and you just started like bashing your head against How something. Fucking scary. <laughs> I feel like Lindsay's lost it. She's gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Victoria and Timmer both try to run, but they quickly collapse and the same thing happens. They're like holding their throats like they can't breathe. It said they started like ripping their clothes off, um, convulsing, foaming at the mouth, bleeding from their orifices, all lovely things. So Valentina and Dennis start to like run away together because obviously they're like, shit, yo, like, let's get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here. Um, but then Dennis collapses, same thing happens, and Valentina just keeps running. Um, which... I don't know what else you do. I guess mm-hmm. running is probably the best the best move. Yeah. Um, so she camped that night and then went back the next day. Uh, and nobody had moved, so she assumed they were dead. Um, and then she just took some supplies and was following power lines to try and find her way back um, until she was found. So she'd been wandering around for about, like, four days when she yeah. was found. Yeah, and she's 
what, 17 years old at the time? Mm-hmm. So, oh, hang on. Um, the kayakers have taken her to the police, and the police don't actually search for anybody until the 24th I thought that August. was so strange. Yeah, I thought that was weird, too. Um, and they had to search with helicopters because Valentina was, like, 100% too out of it to relay in any way, shape, or form where they were. Um, and it took two days to find them. Hmm. And the autopsy said that they all died from hypothermia, except for Ludmilla, who they said died from a heart attack. They all had bruised lungs. They all had a protein deficiency due to malnutrition. And all of their deaths were ruled accidental. Yeah. And I guess Valentina does not talk about this. <laughs> I don't blame her. Um, I thought it was really strange. It doesn't seem like there's a ton of information on the internet about this. Yeah, like, it's just that story, I guess. And then people, because she doesn't talk about it. So I guess there's really not much to say. She didn't talk about it. And no one really investigated it. So. Yeah, the whole, like, their deaths were accidental thing is weird. Yeah. Because, like, they were foaming at the mouth and bleeding from their orifices. Like, mm -hmm. at least try to figure out what made that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's strange that they didn't go find them or, like, try to recover them sooner. And I also don't know the details about if she, like, how long their trip was supposed to be. Because if they died on, what was it, August... 5th and then she was found on August 10th or whatever was that what it was did the other yeah. did no one was were they supposed to still be on their trip or like her daughter didn't wonder where she was or like any of these teenagers parents like I don't know I mean maybe they were looking for them that's why I'm like yeah it's weird that there's not more information or interviewing of like the family members or like the other people that were hiking in the same area at the same time. Yeah. I mean, how much can you trust information coming out of Soviet Russia, you know? Yeah. So like when this happens and it's very mysterious and it seems like everything's kind of brushed under the rug, people like to go crazy with theories. They really do. I mean, it's fun. Let's be honest. What did you think it was when you first heard about it? I assume they got poisoned by something because I don't know what else would do that. Now, I have no assumptions like intentional or accidental. I don't know. But mm -hmm. that's what I would assume happened. Like they ate something. They breathed in something. But if like all of them got it like back to back to back to back, mm -hmm. I feel like that's what happened. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about a, a couple of the theories, but that's when I read it and the symptoms of the bleeding from the nose and mouth and the, fo er, and the foaming at the mouth, bleeding from the ears and nose, I think, I immediately was mm -hmm. like, that sounds like some kind of toxic gas. Mm -hmm. Like with how quick the symptoms came on and kind of spread from person to person. It must be like something in the environment. Um, so a big theory is that there was some kind of like 
nerve gas remnants in the area from like government testing, some kind of like chemical warfare situation happening that was just kind of left over in the environment um, because those symptoms can come from like nerve gas. And um, I guess like those types of gases tend to be heavy and kind of linger towards the ground. So Hmm. if um, the first guy was exposed to it and then fell and then Lumela went up to him and was like crouching near him, then she could have Mm -hmm. inhaled it. And then as other people were going back towards them or whatever. Um, So that's a possibility. But then that's strange because it's, you know, a tourist area and like the height of the season. Mm -hmm. So it's strange that out of all the places in Siberia that the government would choose there to be doing that. Um, But then I was reading a person's theory that because of the rainstorm that had happened, maybe it washed some like chemicals or gas remnants down from Mm -hmm. higher in the mountains. Um, because or like maybe they got off course or something and i have well also lake i don't know how you say it baikal baikal b-a-i-k-a-l is like up in those mountains and i guess it's a known dumping site for like waste so even if it's not some kind of like government nerve gas maybe it was just some kind of toxic chemical that got washed down and that they just were unlucky to be exposed to maybe whilst they were walking around in like these puddles or the rain or whatever, or they drank it or something like that. Okay. What else we got? Well, so another one is kind of similar to that in that it's not um, caused by people, but instead just some kind of naturally occurring toxic gas um, because Uh, I've heard, I don't know if you've heard stories, I wish I could like think of who it was or remember a source, but I've heard, um, read stories about like hikers who they'll go in a certain area and there will be a pocket of dense gas, like sulfur, and the Mm. person will immediately pass out and then someone will go to check on them and they'll pass out too and just die immediately because you just walk into this dense, invisible pocket of gas. That happens with, like, methane, doesn't it? I don't know. So I I should have looked up to see, like, what it was. But that definitely has happened to people before. Um, I think I'm trying to remember this other thing I read where, like, in a cave or something, uh, this hiker, this, like, group of people, they were, like, exploring. And there was, like, a weird pocket where there's no oxygen. Like, just weird shit like that will happen sometimes. Oh my god, that just gave me yeah. a visceral reaction of like the idea of being in a cave and there being a pocket with no oxygen. Yeah, it's like filled with something else and there's no oxygen and it's invisible and you don't... Yeah, like weird shit like that will happen sometimes. So, And then another thing I was reading, and I don't know how accurate this is, was saying that there was a um, paper mill in the area like by the lake that was known for dumping um like chemicals and waste products one of them being like sulfur which i guess can have some of those symptoms so maybe like 
was in the lake and then ended up in their water source or again was like kind of washed downstream and they're exposed to it. Um, Hmm. So that's a possibility. There Um, was that lake in Africa that methane gets trapped under. Yeah. And it like bubbles up and like will explode and like kills everybody within like X miles. Yeah. There's just like weird stuff that can happen and one Reddit comment I read said that it's kind of like a volcanic region. So I don't know if that's true. Hmm. Um, and then... If a volcano goes off, it is the gases that will kill you first. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when we... When Brock and I went to Iceland this summer, they told us there are certain days where depending on how the wind is blowing, they won't let you like hike out to that volcano that's out there. Um, it'll kill you dead. Mother Nature, man. She really be done with us. <laughs> well, it's just... And I was thinking about this because I was watching... There's a good um, video on YouTube from a channel called Archie's Archive. And then there's a Nick Crowley video. Um, and it just, like, these things always make me think about how humans are so easy to kill. So easy to kill. We really are. We're um, so delicate. Yeah. So another theory is that they ate something that was toxic i guess um in mushrooms if you have too much psilocybin which is a chemical in mushrooms this is kind of interesting that if you are high on psilocybin you can hallucinate those symptoms like they won't necessarily make your nose and eyes bleed but you might hallucinate that happening on someone else oh which is kind of interesting to think that would make a lot of sense so um, maybe they all like ate something and it they got like just poisoned from it. But then it's strange that there was one person who was not affected by it, but maybe she kind of was to a certain extent or maybe she metabolized it differently or maybe she didn't eat as much mm-hmm. of it. And yeah, maybe she in her four days of wandering around like was tripping balls or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially, like, if you did not ingest them knowingly, mm-hmm. you would freak out. Right. Ugh. I can't even imagine, like, hallucinating everyone around you just, like... Because if they all were hallucinating... It'd be, it's interesting, though, that they all... If they were hallucinating, that they all seemingly hallucinated the same thing. See, that's the other thing. And also that it all happened so quickly. According to our soul yeah. survivor. See, that's the other thing is like. Yeah. And if she was tripping balls, like yeah. she wouldn't be able to give an accurate rundown. Right. So it's very mysterious. And there's also, you always have theories about like aliens and whatnot, but I don't think it was aliens. I don't think it was aliens either. I think Mother Nature did something. Yeah. I mean, I feel like any of those are fairly reasonable and also like we said before how they just were like yep they all died of hypothermia case closed yeah the bruised lungs is weird yeah they also had a protein deficiency which she said that they all were eating fine like i feel like protein deficiency for malnutrition would take a while 
I'm also like, I know we only have one survivor, but I'm inclined to, I want to believe what she's saying as opposed to not believe mm-hmm. it. Cause well, yeah. like she doesn't have a reason to lie about it. Like we know she didn't kill them. So right. unless I she's think... being threatened by the government. Yeah. Well, we've just solved it. Case closed. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> a quick 15 minutes. We've got it done. Did you hear the recent, well, within like last year, evidence about the Dialatov De- Pass incident and what they think happened? No, I have not. Well, do you want to briefly tell us what that incident is for those of us who may not know? Uh, it's essentially the same thing, isn't it? Except everyone died. <laughs> So yeah, it was like in 1959, I think I was just reading about it to remember the details, but it was a group, they were like mountaineering and skiing, like they're in the snow and they were found all dead. And it was strange because their tent was cut from the inside, like they were trapped inside and they were all kind of scattered about in various states of undress. And there was no like indication of what had happened. Um... But, like, fairly recently, I guess, in part thanks to the animators that made Frozen 2, they believe they've cracked the case. <laughs> oh, hit me with it. So there's this dude who was, like, investigating this incident to try to figure out what happened. And he had built these, like, computer simulations about, like, snow and avalanches, um, figuring that was probably an avalanche. And I guess he saw Frozen 2 and was like, wow, that snow looks so realistic. I need to, like, talk with the people over at Disney to see if we can combine our, like, cool computer shit and, like, solve this mystery. (laughs) (laughs) So he did. He, like, talked to them. And then they talked to General Motors because I guess in the 70s, General Motors had done all these experiments with cadavers with force. Like, so in a car crash to figure out what force would break bones, you know, like the impact Uh on your body. And so they figured out that, and they ran these simulations that you can, I guess like part of the key is that the people in the group had put their tents on top of their skis. Mm -hmm. So they're laying on their skis because part of what was strange is that they had like their skulls were crushed in and their like chests were crushed, which doesn't normally happen Mm -hmm. in an avalanche. You like asphyxiate. Um, Mm -hmm. But they like ran these simulations to show that it could have been a really small, tiny avalanche that just hit them. And then because of their skis, it could have just like broken their bones and like crushed them, but not killed them, but just enough that Mm -hmm. they would try to escape and they would like crawl away and stuff. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I don't like the idea of that at all. Yeah. And I guess, like, people had thought it probably wasn't an avalanche because it didn't look to be an avalanche. And they said that the land was, like, pretty, um, like, there wasn't enough of a slope. But I guess it's deceiving in the area because it's so slopey. But they were on enough of a slope that it could have been. And one thing I read said that it could have been a slab of ice the size of an SUV and that's it. And that could have like done it. Ugh, God, this is why I don't do stuff like this. (laughs) And it would have been 
small enough that you wouldn't really have much evidence of it afterwards. Mm -hmm. Well, especially how long did it take to find them after that? I don't know. I'm sure a while. So who knows what happened between then and people finding them. So that's what people are thinking. That's like the latest on it. Um, But yeah, just don't go... Don't go hiking, first of all. Definitely don't go hiking in Russia. Just don't do it. No. Don't go mountaineering. Don't, you know, you want to get a little activity in, go to the rock climbing gym. Yeah. Do that. Maybe go to a nice, like, I don't know, safe place near your house. I just listened to um, an episode of My Favorite Murder, and they were talking about, do you know about the plane crash with the rugby team in the Andes Mountains? Yeah, 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 yeah. They were talking about that. So I want to watch that movie because I've never seen it. It sounds intense. How could it not be? Isn't that the one where they eat each other? Yeah, they were for- there for like two months in the winter, in like the dead of winter, in the Andes. Ugh, that's like the Donner Party. Just a hard pass. Oh, see, I find that hard. So, I find it so interesting. Then I have nightmares. Uh, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite things is we watch a video about Westward Expansion every year, and there's a part in there about the Donner Party, and it does a really good job of like leading into it, where you're like, oh shit. And I love sitting in the back of my room and watching kids' reactions. Mm-hmm. It's almost as good as when I show them a video about am- amputation. Like, <laughs> mm. do you ever get parent complaints? No. <laughs> Yeah, they probably no. haven't they probably haven't heard of the Donner Party before. Yeah, and like they like gross stuff like that. It makes it interesting, you know? It's like mm-hmm. when we talk about like cholera and dysentery. Makes it interesting. Yeah. It's much more interesting than just learning about who won what battle on what day. Yes, I like to talk about the gross stuff because you know what? The battles are boring. They're and at boring. the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I make all the other social studies social studies teacher is mad when I say that, but I'm like, why do we need to teach battles? I agree. I agree. It's not going to, it doesn't affect the movement of people and like why we are the way we are. Yeah. It's not like a military strategy class. No, I like to talk about the social aspects, but yeah, you need to know like why, like why the war is happening and the Mm -hmm. outcome of it, but you don't need to know necessarily, you know? Yeah. Like, we talk a lot about, like, technological advancements because of war, which I think is important to talk about. Um, We'll talk about, like, atrocities that occurred. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, but outside of that, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I remember learning a lot about, like, the formations of the troops in, like, Gettysburg (laughs) and, like, the actual tactics. (laughs) To this day, I'm just like, yeah, it was three days. It sucked. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> the I think there's a certain kind of person who is really interested in that, but I don't think that's necessarily, like, the important part to know about war. No. No. I agree. 100%. 100%. And in our new curriculum, none of that's in there anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think we... um. I think we glorify war a little bit too much. Uh, we 100% do. Yeah. We 100% do. Well, yeah. on that note. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, 
I used to watch this show a lot called I Shouldn't Be Alive, where it's all about people in the wilderness in these various environments struggling to survive. So if you were in the elements, what would be like the worst place you think to be and the best place to be? A cave would be the worst just because I would lose my shit. Like a hundred percent would lose my shit. Like, like trapped in a cave, like lost. Yes. Yeah. I'd be like, this is how I die. That'd be pretty bad. And yeah. Like I would probably not even kidding, have a psychotic break. Like I would lose my shit. I think I've heard that after, if it's pitch black, you start to go crazy after a couple days. Yeah. Um, best case scenario. I don't know. Grasslands? <laughs> Just the prairie. I mean... There's, like, no water on the prairie, though. There's no water, and there's not a lot of... Like, if there were trees, that would be okay. Uh-huh. But if it's just you're exposed to the sun and the wind? I mean, realistically, the forest, right? That's the best place. Just, like, a... Not the rainforest, like a regular no, forest. No, like a, like a North American mm-hmm. forest. I think the worst place would be in a snowy, blizzardy environment. Although, the benefit of that is freezing to death doesn't seem so bad compared to other ways. Yeah. And you would probably die pretty quickly. It's definitely quickly. the optimum way <laughs> if you're going to forcefully die to die. But, okay, I said my worst would be, like, in a blizzard. My ideal would be on a tropical island, like, survivor style or castaway. Because I feel like you could really live for, like, a long time if you needed to. That's true. I mean, if I'm being honest, if I got abandoned anywhere, I have a very low, like, it, I would probably die. (laughs) Same. Like, I wouldn't survive anywhere. Although, you know what might be worse than being in a blizzard would be a life of pie situation where you're just in a boat in the ocean. That might be the worst. Oh yeah. That's a horrible way to die. Cause you just like sunburn dehydrate to death. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. I might shark myself in that situation. <laughs> be like, Here we go. <laughs> you just dive in there. <laughs> like I'm done. Be like, here we go. I'd be done after a couple days. Because no one's going to come across you. Like, that ain't happening. Well, the thing about, like, everyone, every survivor story pretty much I've ever heard, people do. Like, there are rescue planes, and no one ever sees you. Like, sometimes there will be three or four that go by, and they just don't see you. Yeah. Like, it's the ocean, and you're like a little dot. Anywhere. The ocean, the woods, anywhere. No one ever sees you. Nope. So, lesson here. Don't go out into nature. Yeah. Let nature be. Yeah. Because humans are so vulnerable. We get so we cold really so easily. We get so hot. We get so sunburned. We get so thirsty. <laughs> We're so lame. We get like poisoned by like dirty water. We have to we really can't kill meat. anything on our own. Yeah. Yeah. We would lose against like any animal. Yeah. So 100%. stay inside. Well, on that note, (laughs) 
Yeah, it's kind of a, a bit of a bummer. <laughs> it's a big bummer, but you know what? It's an interesting bummer. So, yeah. well, thanks for uh, rejoining every rejoining us. I can't talk. Rejoining us, everyone. I'll be curious to see if anyone still listens. I know it's been a while. We apologize, but I like you know, I wonder if um, Ohio still listens to us. Our loyal from the beginning. Ohio, we see you. We see you. Okay? Don't give up on us. We're still here. We salute you. All right. And we say goodbye. All right. Do all the things. Bye. Yes. Bye.